Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 158, recorded on Wednesday, the 2nd of November 2016, and the time at the beginning of the show is 8.52 and 7 seconds. And if it sounds like I'm rushing things a bit and I'm a bit impatient, it's because I am. Because, do you know what just happened a second ago? I completely bodged this podcast. I recorded the whole thing realized there was a bit missing from the top of the show don't know where it went somewhere lost in the midst of a hundred windows open on my desktop and the next thing i knew i had exited audacity without saving lost the entire show so thanks for that computer (sighs) breathe breathe Wow, what a start. Okay, let's start with the personal news again. Hi everyone, and a happy and very belated Diwali to you all. Not to mention a belated Halloween, but we'll talk about that later. The reason this show is so horribly, horribly delayed... This was supposed to come out on Sunday, I know. But I was very, very tired on Sunday. Not so much because I was doing religious slash cultural things, but because of housework. Who does that? Well, what happened was I started doing some washing up, as usual for me, about a year's worth of washing up. Wearing a hazmat suit. No, I'm kidding about the hazmat suit. And when I started doing that, I thought I'd also wash everything that I can get my hands on. Clothes, towels, blankets. So I did a million washing and drying cycles as well. And it sort of got away from me. And by the time I knew what was what, I completely wiped myself out, and I put this all down to not having a butler. I hope you appreciate that I don't have a butler. Right. Oh, and before I forget, this might amuse you, though, the second time I'm saying this, so I might have lost some spontaneity in my delivery, for which I apologise. I mentioned cultural slash religious things. So, as you know, I'm a Hindu, or if you don't know, now you do know. Which does not mean that I can cross my legs and levitate. That doesn't actually work. Although, I am Doctor Strange. No, I'm not. I really wish I was, though. But anyway, back to the amusing anecdote. On Diwali, As a Hindu, many of us have fireworks and light lots of lamps because it's sort of a festival of lights as well. I did neither of those things, partly because I'm a bit lazy and also because I didn't want to buy fireworks. Although now that I think about it, it would have been nice to have fireworks. But that is besides the point. The point I'm trying to make is that apart from... The fireworks and the lights and the eating, which is all very nice. 
you're supposed to do a little prayer in your temple or your personal shrine at home. Many Hindus have these. A bit like the Romans in that film, and also probably the Klingons. I like to think that, no, no, sorry, not the Klingons. I remember that episode of DS9 when Worf said that the Klingons had killed all their gods. Well, we haven't quite done that yet, so yeah, we still have gods. Anyway, I'm supposed to do this little prayer in front of your shrine, wearing the new clothes that you're supposed to buy for Diwali, and rotating this little clay and wick oil lamp in a clockwise direction while you're praying. A bit like having a candle and saying a prayer, that kind of thing. Not very unusual or amazing or even that interesting, but I did the single guy equivalent of this. <laughs> Now, I did try and buy some new garments, but I found the process of buying new clothes so stressful that I ended up buying a pair of non-leather, by the way, running shoes. <laughs> no, I'm only saying non-leather, so my mum doesn't tell me off for doing this whole thing wrong. See, I'm straying from the point again. Okay. So, I've got my new garments, which consists of shoes. I don't have one of those little oil lamp thingies to rotate. So, I use the next best thing as a MacGyver kind of bloke. I use the lighter. <laughs> so, there you are. A very modern spin on a very ancient ceremony. Trainers and a lighter. Okay, next. Podcast statistics. According to AW Stats, I had 1,268 downloads last month. So that's really good. Quite high. Usually have a few less than that. And that comprised of about... 34.84 or so gigabytes. So thank you for listening. And if you do listen, as I always say, get in touch. But I'll say that again at the end of the show with probably a note of annoyed resentment and passive aggressiveness in my voice. But we'll get on to that bit of joy later. Next, welcome to the new two-part Show format. Yes, I've started the new format that I mentioned last time, but I still have no musical dividers, stingers, bumpers, whatever the hell they're called, so I'll just have to announce part two. Which isn't quite as cool. Yeah, it's a kind of seat of the pants sort of thing, I know, but that's that kind of podcast, and this is always a bit Heath Robinson. Next. RoyMartha.com changes. RoyMartha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com is my website. If you visit it now, you may not notice any changes if you're using a more up-to-date browser. But hopefully, if you're using an older browser that's not quite as compatible... Oh, why am I mincing words? 
You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the sucky, sucky Internet Explorer, which seems to be incompatible with everything in the entire universe. The website should be more accessible and look a lot nicer now. I've tried out the browser with some of those online testing tools. I think one of them's called Browser Shots. I have also used the development tools in IE11 to check. But I can't be sure how compatible it is, but I know it is more compatible. Because it seems to work well in multiple browsers on my machines and on those online testing tools. It's by no means perfect, but it is much better than before. And by the way, the reason it's by no means perfect is I looked for guides on cross-browser HTML5 compatibility and every single person on the internet has a different and conflicting view as to how that is achieved. Great. Okay, before we get to part two of the show, just wanted to share some stuff about NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. If you are taking part, good luck. Second, don't panic if you don't have a novel at the end of the month. Just use NaNoWriMo as a way of kickstarting your writing. You know, as Madonna said, in an entirely different context, I know, slightly ruder, get into the groove. I won't be taking part because I'm always writing. I'm always on NaNoWriMo. It's nano every day But... If you need a boot in the pants, by all means, take part. Just don't get overly stressed and enjoy it. And that is it for the first part of the show. So now we're going into the second part of the show. Needs some kind of divider here. Some kind of interesting sonic audio device. So this is what I've come Okay, I know that's a bit lame. I'll try and do better next time. This week we are talking about Doctor Who. Of course we are. We are returning to my epic and so far two-year endless journey into watching every single Doctor Who episode in existence. And as I say that, do you note a tone of slight weariness to my voice? There are so many episodes, I do not know when this epic saga is going to end. But when it does, I hope that some Viking bard writes a song about me. Because I think I'll deserve it after this. Having survived, if I do survive, watching all those hundreds of episodes without my brains exploding. As happens in the film Scanners. But hopefully that won't happen. (laughs) Now I'm worried about my brain. Now that I'm worrying about my brain, I'm starting to have a headache. No, 
Okay, back to the podcast. Doctor Who, The Space Pirates from 1969. The writer of this episode is Robert Holmes. I can't remember everything he wrote for Doctor Who, but he has written quite a lot. He is responsible for the robotic alien weirdos, the Crotons. That's all I can remember at the moment. The director is Michael Hart, produced by Peter Bryant. This was a six-parter broadcast from the 8th of March to the 12th of April, 1969. It is the penultimate adventure of Patrick Troughton stint as the Doctor and is preceded by The Seeds of Death, which I talked about in Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 152. So if you want to listen to that, just go back to the archives, either in iTunes or via my website, roymartha.com, and listen to that episode. And just another little reminder, I'll be watching The War Games, which is Patrick Troughton's final adventure, as part of my equally belated Halloween festivities. So that's something to look forward to. Okay. Let's begin with a short summary of what actually happens during this episode. And then we'll tackle what I thought of it, because after all, that's the interesting part. You hear a brief summary. If you want to hear more, you can always look at the Wikipedia page or watch it yourself with the knowledge that I won't have spoiled it too badly during this podcast. But what's different about this podcast is I don't slavishly go through every single plot point. What I do give you is the view of someone who hasn't seen the episode before. Because we didn't get a television till I think it was sometime in the late 70s, which means I missed out on quite a lot of Doctor Who. My Doctor was John Pertwee, and even... As far as he goes, I missed out quite a lot of his period as the sonic screwdriver-wielding humanoid. So what happens in this adventure? Well, for a start, this is one of those restored stories. So it is occasionally incredibly difficult to make out everything that happens... And I'll talk about that a bit later, but as far as I can see, in the midst of a second raid by space pirates on a government space beacon, and the subsequent stripping the beacon of its Argonite, which is apparently the most valuable mineral in the galaxy, the TARDIS materialises inside said station and our heroes go wandering around quite haphazardly, throwing caution to the wind as they are wont to do. 
And that is how, when the beacon is tugged apart, the crew, our heroes, the companions, are separated from the TARDIS. What a disaster. And you may have noticed that in that brief description, I said the second raid, which is again something I'm going to tackle later on when I tell you about what I thought of the episode. So don't worry about that for now. Just take it as read that I will talk about this soon. So the companions and the Doctor are separated from their TARDIS and they eventually meet an old prospector, although when I watched this I thought this guy was an old cowboy because he dressed like one, but a prospector kind of makes sense because we're talking about rare minerals and miners and that kind of thing. But anyway, he had this really terrible American accent, which is pretty common for American accents on Doctor Who. I think there might have been a shortage of genuine American actors at that time. Together with this old prospector... The Doctor, Jamie and Zoe tangle with the space cops, the space pirates, and a space politician. As well as the space prospector, of course, and they are in space and they are surrounded by spacecraft. Finally, after defeating the pirates, they eventually return to the TARDIS with the help of the old prospector on his rickety old ship, the Liz. I used the word space quite a lot in there, didn't I? Well, it is called the Space Pirates after all. Interestingly, when I first had my website a couple of years ago, that's why I was calling myself Captain Roy Space Pirate. Though, after seeing these quite brutal, horrible guys, I may have changed my mind about being a pirate. <laughs> but anyway, that is the basic plot of the Space Pirates. And what did I think? Now, let's start with the second raid. Okay. Why a second raid, you are asking me? Well, before the second raid, there was obviously a first raid in which exactly the same thing happened, apart from the fact that the Doctor and his companions were not involved. So, the pirates raid a space beacon, strip it of its Argonite, go on to another space beacon, strip it of its Argonite again, and that is the one on which the TARDIS materialises. So, what is the point? And in fact, there is no point, because as far as I can make out, the film crew obviously just reused the footage from the first raid in its entirety, frame for frame. It looks absolutely no different to the second raid. We're going to talk about why they did that in a bit. Next... The other thing that annoyed me about this episode was the degradation of the film and audio stock. It is one of those restored episodes which means they've had to dredge what they can from the remains of 
the video and the stills and the audio that they can find, but the audio is absolutely awful, which makes it really hard to follow what's happening. It is very distorted, which is a pity because this does look like an enjoyable adventure. Now, remember I said that I'd come back to the reuse of that footage at the top of the first episode. As with many of the longer Old Who adventures, this one seemed a little stretched out. So my theory, though this isn't a particularly <laughs> groundbreaking theory, is that they had a few extra minutes that they had to fill, and so they just doubled up on that first scene. And that does seem to be a recurring occurrence in Old Who, that there is a need to pad out an episode to make sure that it conforms to the 20-minute format. So maybe that's what happened. Something good, though. Right, okay. The space pirates with their fast-looking needle-like ships called beta darts reminded me of the space bikes used by the Space Rats in Blake 7 years later. I think the episode was called Star Drive. And it's not just the pirates that have these cool-looking needle ships, the beta darts, but it's also the space cops. They have these sleek little ships called minnows, which are really cool and fast and heavily armed. And, in fact, the pirates themselves have a sort of studded biker look. And if you remember back to that Blake 7 episode years and years later, the space rats are a projection of motorcycle outlaws from Earth way into the future. Come to think of it, in this adventure, the space pirates even wear these things that look a lot like motorcycle helmets. And they even have visors. Now, I've said this particular adventure seems a little stretched out. But there is an argument that could be said that perhaps it is justified. Because what this is, is a space opera in miniature. I did, after all, say the word space about 257,000 times during this podcast. And I think perhaps that is a way of quantifying the fact that this is a space opera. Sort of. Okay, I'm being a little facetious, but the point is I did enjoy it. As will you. Hopefully. And if you do watch it, please let me know what you think. Which brings me to the after show bit. I do hope that you can also join me for an extremely belated Halloween show when I will be watching Patrick Troughton's final outing as the Doctor in 
the adventure call the war games and it's quite a long one with lots of episodes so that should be something to look forward to and something that i'll probably need lots and lots of energy drinks to get through see what's happening you're getting two holidays for the price of one you got an extra diwali today and you'll have an extra halloween next time so my bodging works out for the best in the end amazing and that is it for the show please contact me by going to roymartha.com where you'll find an email form and you can also contact me via twitter my twitter handle is at roymartha at r-o-y-m-a-t-h-u-r there is a hashtag which i use call Roy's Rocket Radio, or one word, please review in iTunes, because I value user feedback, and I've been going at this a long time. Come to think of it, there isn't that much user feedback, so get a move on unless you want me to exterminate you, as in the Dalek sense of the word. And I hope I said that with mechanical Dalek viciousness which is what I'm trying to convey, rather than nerdly ineffectualness, which I'm not. Anyway, the point is, I've been at this a long time, and it would be really nice to hear from you. I told you about my podcast stats at the beginning of the show, so people are listening, but get in touch, because the show can only get better. If you tell me what you want to hear... I get your user feedback, I can feature it on the show, and it will feel more like a community effort, rather than me screaming into the void like the master. And that is it. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 158, recorded on Wednesday the 2nd of November 2016, and the time at the end of the show... The second time round is 10.40 and 14 seconds in the morning. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Bye.